Episode 430 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We're going to talk about is The Undertaker retiring from pro wrestling? Whoa, let's go. P&P Nation, Wrench Mob, let's go! <gasps> yeah, yeah, you already know what time it is. Time it is. It's that official time. When we take this worldwide. Let's go. Listen, listen. So now it's time to turn it up. Turn up the radio waves as we begin to burn it up. We all up in your area like landscape, definitely bringing you the power for the pancakes. It's a mandate that you tune in. It's time to move out so we can move in and recognize that this is no illusion. I'm here to clear the air so that there is no confusion. It all started off in the book of Genesis when Jacob was wrestling with who he thought was his nemesis. And when the man saw he couldn't overpower him, he touched his hip, but he really couldn't devour him. And from that point, then we hear a name change, rearrange the game, so now we gotta change. Lanes. Uh, so I'm here to let you know it's time to listen to the Pancake and Power Slam show. Let's go. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam. Turn it up, turn it up. It's the Pancake and Power Slam show. Uh. Turn it up. New and improved video intro, ladies and gentlemen. Ha ha. How about that? Episode 430 of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I am Chris Featherstone. As always, thank you, Marissa. Nice intro, Marissa says. Thank you, thank you very much. 
um you know how it is i do it for you so i'm all about uh upgrading and and continuing to um to do more to, to do more and to have fun with you all i think this is a little bit too loud so let me turn this down there we go is that better mike better check one two check like the roadie right now <laughs> check one two check my SOC in the house, my good buddy Jordan. What's up, Hollywood? <laughs> What's up, man? What's up, SOC? Alonzo, looking forward to another great show tonight. Good stuff, y'all. Um, all right, how's everybody doing tonight? Uh, for those who um weekly listeners uh, of the show, weekly viewers of the show, um we are for the foreseeable future, we're gonna actually uh start at 11 30 instead of 11 for eight years uh for we started at 11 o'clock but i got a, a really cool offer to actually take my weekly interviews that i have here in the pancakes and power slam show and take them over to sports kita um so for the first half hour of the show uh it's going to be my interviews and we're going to be live at um um on, on, on sports kita so yeah marissa we're going to talk about that tonight uh is the undertaker retiring oh yeah had an amazing five-part series of uh, the last ride um it was really really good man it was it was fantastic so um of course we got hashtag ask chris questions hashtag ask chris questions and uh we're gonna have some fun y'all you know how we do it here on the pancakes and power slam show we have fun Every single week, the uh, it's the spot is lit right now. Chat room is hot, and uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun as we do always. Hashtag Ask Chris. Of course, we got some headlines. Uh, my, my my guy Evan, he's not feeling well today, so he may be on. He may not. Uh, I think uh, our Russell War eighty nine for the week is gonna be contended uh, upon if he, he makes it or not. If not, we'll do a flavor of the week. Um, We'll do listener's choice. We'll do PMP Nation's choice flavor of the week for tonight at the end of the show. Got a few headlines, and uh, we're going to be fun. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Alonzo, what's up, uh, Alma? Um, how do you become a member of the Wrench Mob? Is there an application I need to fill out? Hey, that's a perfect segue. In order to become a member of the Wrench Mob, uh, you can be a Patreon. Uh, go to www.patreon.com slash pancakes and power slams. Uh, after three months of the top tier, and my guy Cole, he says it's cheaper than a cheeseburger. Oh, it's only $5.99 a month. Are you kidding me? All the stuff I do for y'all, I do it for you. <laughs> only $5.99 a month. This is the 430th straight week of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. We do this every single week. We have so much fun. And I appreciate uh, you giving back to us. So three months, you become a Wrench Mob member. And you also uh, get a T-shirt, a Pancakes and Power Slams show logo T-shirt. And after six months, you actually get a hashtag Wrench Mob shirt. So it has Wrench Mob in the front, hashtag Wrench Mob in the front. On one uh, sleeve, one side of the sleeve, it has the Pancakes and Power Slam show logo. And on the other side of the sleeve, it actually has your name 
It is personalized, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, it is. So patreon.com slash pancakes and power slam show. Um, all the fun stuff that we do here every week for eight years. This show has been every single week. This is the eighth year of the pancakes and power slam show. Eight years and almost three months of the pancakes and power slam show. And we have fun every single week. And I'm sure that a lot of people can attest to that. Uh, the chat room is absolutely lit tonight, and I love every single bit of it. Um, have I been to the gym? Of course I've been to the gym. Um, I work out five days a week, uh, Monday through Friday at the gym, and um, every week. Uh, it, it opened back up uh, a couple weeks ago, um, and I went, and I go every day. I mean, every weekday, Monday through Friday. I am there. I'm at the gym. I am. Uh, I'm a gym guy. Love the gym. Absolutely. Ask Chris questions. What we got? Uh, Shane, I'm doing well. Doing well. Mobile vibes easier than PC. Um, doing well, Shane. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, SOC, dude, it's fancy. <laughs> Ah, man, you know, I try, I try my best. I, I try my best. Yeah, man. Eight years, eight years. Um, this is the 430th episode of the show. Uh, and, uh, you want to talk about fancy, man? I got something else fancy for you. You ready? You ready? You ready? Boom. Fancy. <laughs> oh, no, I got something else for you. I got something else fancy for you. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. You want fancy. Well, you got fancy. All right. So, <laughs> so there you go. Absolutely. All right. How's everybody doing? Um, Axe Chris. Uh, ah, looks like Alma won the um, steal the headline for this week. We are going to talk about Charlotte's Flair's injury. Um, it is. It is legit. It is legit. So we will talk about the details of that. Um, Nice woo. Yes. Mo is actually a patron, a dedicated patron. Mo, Mo is actually a part of the wrench mob, a faithful, faithful wrench mob member. And um, very happy about that. My guy. Um, <laughs> Ruben is she'll be out for several months. Perhaps Nye's attack was a cover for that. That is correct. Charlotte might get pregnant by Andre Andrade during their time off play. Buddy Becky. <laughs> yes, Mo, you are correct. I love working out. If you go, if you follow me on IG at Chris Prolific, you will see a lot of workout pictures and workout videos. I love working out. I love working out. Like Scott Steiner. Nobody's finer. Than, Scott, Scott Steiner says nobody's finer. But you see, <laughs> don't let me do Steiner math on you. Um, <laughs> I will give you a run for your money. Big Papa pumps your hookup. Holler if you hear me. There's my Scott. That's my Scott Steiner uh, impersonation. There, you didn't know I could do Scott Steiner. You know who could do a really good Scott Steiner impersonation? Brian Cage. Brian Cage does a really good Scott Steiner impersonation. He, the guy's hilarious. He does a really good Scott Steiner impression. And next time I have Brian Cage uh, on the show, uh, I'm going to have him do his Scott Steiner 
Jeremy impression live. It would be funny. Brian Cage is uh, creeping his way up to be a part of the Five Timers Club. Um, he's been on the show three times, I think. Three, yes. He's been on the show three times, maybe even four. I think three. Man, I got to count. Uh, Five Timers Club include Ken Anderson is in the Five Timers Club. Um. Sean Davari is in the Five Timers Club. JTG is in the Five Timers Club. I think. I know he's been on a lot, but I know I, I had a special interview. I had a special Monday night with him when we talked. We were talking about ACH. Uh, so it may actually just be four. I'll have to check and see. But I know for sure Ken Anderson, Sean Davari, Marty Elias. Uh, is also in the Five Timers Club. There's a bunch of Three Timers Club, though. Um, Lance Archer's in the Three Timers Club. Oh, Black Bart's in the Five Timers Club. Um, I know I'm missing some. There's a lot of there's a lot in the Three Timers Club, though. Lance Archer, JTG, um, Eric Bischoff is in the Three Timers Club. Um, yeah, a few two-timers, Vince Russo, um, DDP is a two-timer, um, D-Lo's a two-timer. Yeah, good stuff. You know, Alonzo, this is a really good This is a really good question. I was thinking about this earlier, actually. Why does Extreme Rules not have any stipulations of the matches yet? That makes no sense. No sense. Zero. None. It's extreme rules, and you're having a regular match between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. Makes no sense. We got a lot of newbies in the PMP Nation tonight. Um, so I will go ahead and read your SLC. <laughs> this is my guy, man. This is my guy. <laughs> Fancy graphics. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Alonzo. You know how we do it here on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Um, yeah, so go to Patreon, uh, show your love. Uh, I appreciate each and every one of you. Um, go show your love on the PNP show. Uh, all right. So we got some really good ask Chris questions. Let's, um, uh, what's up, Josh? Welcome Josh to the show. Um, Ashley's a newbie to the PNP nation. Welcome Ashley to the show. Uh, what was Edge's announcement on raw? Haven't seen it yet. Um, well, he was, he had a really good promo. He talked about, uh, how, how he tore his tricep. Uh, he said, he's not done. I mean, when he comes back, he's going to, he's going to go, um, he's going to go after Orton. So he's not done. Uh, Monty is a newbie. Welcome Monty to the PNP nation. Everybody got some really, really cool newbies, uh, to the PNP nation family. Uh, so welcome Monty to the PNP nation. I love your avatar. Uh, what do you think Bray Wyatt has the new, uh, has as a new Wyatt family? I'm very curious about that. Good question, Mon Monty. Um, I am too. And I liked it. I liked it. I actually liked SmackDown. I actually enjoyed SmackDown. Raw wasn't bad either. Last week's Raw, I actually enjoyed a lot. Um, but, um, SmackDown was actually pretty pretty solid. And I think Bray, I like 
I like what they're doing. So you could tell it has Pritchard written all over it because it has storylines that are developing. It's 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 really it, it's old school. It's very old school. It has that old school vibe to it. The the, the storyline feel. It's taking some time. It's leaving some cliffhangers. I absolutely love it. And I do like the fact that they're adding layers to Wyatt's character. What it it seems like is the Fiend may be the the end. I mean, seemingly, I think it's quite obvious that the Fiend is going to be at the end of the tunnel, essentially. And, um, And the Fiend actually may beat him. At the end, because he he started off with the, um, you know, the workouts, uh, uh, Firefly, Funhouse, Bray Wyatt, and then, um, and then he now he's at the uh, old school Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt, and then uh, from what I, from what I gather, it seems like he's going to beat you know Bray. Uh, I mean, he's going to be, uh, he's going to lose to Braun. And then the next step would be the Fiend. And then the Fiend probably will maybe beat Braun, actually. So, and then the good thing is, see, I think this would be really, really good because I think we'll probably see Braun and the Fiend at SummerSlam because uh, WWE wants to open back up um, with a live crowd in SummerSlam. So you want those marquee matches. So what you do is you um, you have you have those th- that type of match. You know you have those big matches, and you I think Bray I think that's a good way to continue the feud. You know while they're in the PC still. So you have old school wide family Bray right now, which is good. You can make some theatrics, and you know you can change the editing when it comes to when it comes to that. I mean, they're taping their shows and, you know, they tape backlash and all that. So, um, so that's, that's what they're doing now, which is, which is cool. I mean, you don't have any, you know, you don't have, you don't have fans and we have the PC, uh, train trainer trainees, but you don't really have that energy of the crowd. So I think it's good, man. You got two months before mania, you can do a wide family Bray for July and then, from July building up to SummerSlam, you have the Fiend come back. That was a good way to keep him off. You don't want to, you don't want the Fiend to be oversaturated. You don't want him to be overexposed. So I, I like it, man. I like it. I, I'm I'm a fan of it. Uh, what other Ask Chris questions do we have? Um, Jeff, Jeff is new to the PMP Nation. Welcome, Jeff, to the PMP Nation. We got some, we got some newbies to the PMP Nation tonight. Welcome, all of them, guys. As you see, there's a lot of people uh, live right now in the chat. We have a lot of fun every single week. 430 episodes of the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Jeff is asking, did you notice in Father's Day video with his daughter Mysterio's injured eye was on the opposite side? I didn't see that. I didn't notice that, but that was that is funny. I love little things like that, Jeff. Little observations like that. Um, that is very, very funny. Um, can I get Big Papa Pump on my show? Uh, I'll work on that. I'll work on that. I'll work on getting Scott, Scott Steiner on my show. The Jadek Freak. 
<laughs> I work on that. I actually have a really, I have a, I have a good contact. I have a good inside track who um, is a uh, pro wrestler, a friend of mine. And this pro wrestler uh, is, is friends with Scott and actually talked to Scott about coming on my show. He, he doesn't like doing interviews, uh, but I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll, I'll have my contact. My friend who's a pro wrestler, see if uh, uh, if Scott can be contacted again to come on my show. Um, Marissa says, welcome newcomers. Absolutely. Um, Lonzo say, I bet we'll get Brock back by SummerSlam. We should. We should. It's it's a, you know, it's the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. Um, other than the Rumble, I mean, SummerSlam is is viewed as the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, although I enjoy the Rumble more than SummerSlam. Um, plus, they're starting to have the Rumble in, uh, in baseball stadiums. So I'm a big fan of that, too. Um, love that stadium feel. It has a really large-in-life stadium feel in those those big arenas. Uh, so, uh, um, rumble is doing more of that. So I love that. Um, Daniel says, uh, nah, I think Vince finally learned his lesson on the Brock mistake. That's why he let McIntyre go over. I think, I think I said this before on my show. I think we should see Brock McIntyre again. And I think McIntyre should beat Brock twice at mania and SummerSlam like Seth Rollins did. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, Drew needs to rub Seth beat Brock twice, you know, and so in one year. And so I think Drew should do the same thing. Like, like Brock Lesnar losing doesn't hurt him at all. I mean, he he can destroy everybody in the, <laughs> in the backstage. So him losing, you know, doesn't doesn't do anything. So I, and I think by him being away and then putting him over. Uh, so. I'm I'm cool with it. I'm cool with Brave. I'm cool with Braun versus the the Fiend uh, at um, at SummerSlam. Although they may at that time they may be trying to incorporate Roman back. Um, so we'll probably see either Braun versus Roman or Braun versus Bray. And so I think that's a decent match. I mean that's a that's a marquee enough match uh, for SummerSlam. And then I think we'll see. Uh, I think we'll see um, Drew versus Brock again, and we should. I think we should. I think Drew should go over Brock when there's people there. I said that on my, my show before, and I stick to it. Lonzo's asking, what are my thoughts and opinions on the SmackDown debut of Matt Riddle? I think it was cool. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you know how I do my dance. Uh, <laughs> um. I think I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I think it was a good way to bring in Riddle. I think Riddle's uh, over. I think his character is fun. Uh, And I just don't know how long Vince is going to be dedicated to Matt Riddle, though. That's 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 my thing. I just don't know how long he's going to be dedicated to Matt Riddle. There's there's a part of me that just feels like 
there's an expiration date on the main roster with Riddle. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, I don't know. I, I think he was better. I think he was best fit for NXT to be North American, you know, in the North American Championship hunt and the World Championship hunt. I think. Um, I mean, you know, he did, you know, he did vie for the North American Championship before, but in the world title, and I, but I think, um, I think Matt Riddle should have still been like heavily involved, and I liked, I liked him and Pete Dunne. Now I do understand that they had to, you know, they had Timothy Thatcher, and they had to split them up because of COVID, and you know, Pete Dunne, you know, being in the UK, in the UK, so I get that, and that may have been, you know, a a reason why you know they decided to bring him to the main roster uh kurt angle they wanted kurt angle to be his manager but kurt angle turned it down so it's just matt riddle you know i mean it's just his character is fun and exciting and i like it uh matt riddle's uh, a really cool character but yeah i i just don't know how long matt riddle as a character is going to last uh before vince just kind of you know how Vince is, man. If he if he sees something, if he sees something kind of turning, like it's curtains, <laughs> he turns it all the way south. So we'll see. I hope he succeeds. I'm not quite sure how long they're going. Vince is going to invest in him. Um, what other ask Chris questions do we have? Um. Again, Axe Chris, that's like Axe Chris. Wonderful interaction tonight at uh as always, but the Axe Chris sticks out. Um did Billy Gunn ever uh get back to you about uh Josh uh Bradle? Um did he? I don't think he did. I don't he he's he's I mean he's, Billy Gunn's been on the show twice. And uh, actually, I've interviewed him three times and very responsive. He picks up his phone, but um, I don't he didn't respond to me with that. So, <laughs> so I guess I guess there's no interest in Josh Bredo, uh at this point. But I think I, I think that Josh would be a good addition to AEW personally, personally. Uh Daniel's uh he's he's game for my idea of uh Drew um beating Brock again at SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean it's that's the way to go. That's the way to go. Brian, did we discuss Taker uh into Hall of Fame? I'm thinking who and Duck Taker, I'm thinking Vince. Um no, we didn't discuss that, but I think Kane would be the person who would induct them. I think I think Kane's the way to go. Um, what are the ask Chris questions that we have? Um, Elvis is asking, why is it if someone asks a champion for a title match, that person is granted a title match? Whatever happened, another one considers. <laughs> I'm giving you a round of applause, my man. Um, yeah, I mean, just yeah. You know what I'm going to do um, next week? I'm going to um, I'm going to fly to Orlando. All right, I'm going to go to the PC 
and um, you know, I got some, I got some people. I know some people who are, who will let me in. Uh, and I'll say, uh, I want a title shot. I want a title shot tonight. Okay. Um, Drew McIntyre, I want a title shot and I'm going to give me a title shot. So I guess right now at this point, anybody is fair game to ask for title shots and that's just the way it's going to be. So, um, let me lower my camera here. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Robbie's asking, we haven't heard of any special stipulations like still cage or last man standing right for extreme rules or these just regular matches or what? Yeah. Uh, that was a question asked before. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. It's extreme rules. So what's the theme? Th- there's no stipulations yet. I'm sure there, there probably will be, but I mean, it doesn't make sense. I- I'd imagine that they'll build their way up to saying stipulations, I guess. Maybe the storyline is going to be drawn to eventually tag a, sto- a, a stipulation on each of them, but it doesn't make sense to say, hey, I'm here from SmackDown. I was a mid-card on SmackDown. And no disrespect to Dolph Ziggler. I mean, he's one of the best workers still in the world. Um, but, I mean, the way that WWE uses him is definitely not main event worthy and hasn't been for a number of years. So it, it's it's a given. I mean, it, it's, it's, just, it's just given as when Braun Strowman beat uh, Miz and Morrison, like, you know, that Miz and Morrison wasn't going to win that match. It was a given that Braun was going to win. I'm not necessarily opposed to Drew versus Dolph because there's a story behind it. And, and, and Dolph did his best to try to kind of bring that story out. But I mean, get some equity behind Dolph though. Build some equity behind him before you're just throwing matches. Cause he just, he's not, he doesn't have enough steam to just say, I want a match. It should have been like a, a five way or something like that. And then next week is when you build the story and you do it that way. So I think it was just premature uh, to, to do that. And if there's no stipulation to it, it makes it even worse. And if you're building to a stipulation, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have announced it. You should have just waited. Let let time build. That was a that was a um, a, a very big critique I had about uh, about Raw. And then and then he said, "Okay, I'm gonna bring me and my partner Robert Roode, but I want a singles match for the title at a pay per view." Yeah, it's a bit off. Doesn't make doesn't make much sense. Yeah. All right. So uh, we have a lot. I, I I have some extreme rules questions for y'all. Some trivia. Okay. So I got some trivia for y'all. So get ready. Ready? Here we go. First trivia question: Who did CM Punk cast the Money in the Bank briefcase on at Extreme Rules two thousand nine? Who did CM Punk? Cash in the money in the brave money in the bank briefcase um, on at Extreme Rules 2009. Trivia question on deck. Um, 
Jeff is asking, I think Rusev would get rehired now that they finally split Lashley and Lana. No, I don't. He was unhappy with uh, being there, too. Looks like he's heading to Impact at Slammiversary. Uh, aha! <laughs> Good call, Monty. Uh, dress up as a ninja, take back the 24-7-7-11-I-95 South European Television Championship. I love our truth, man. He's uh, that's my guy, man. Nice guy too. I've talked to him on the phone, um, and uh, texted back and forth with him. He's a he's a nice guy. Um, Sasha versus Oscar. Who do I pick? Uh, I like to see Sasha and Bailey with both belts, tag them, both world titles. Yeah, I mean, there's a part of me that want to see that because Sasha is getting shortchanged, but it seems like it's clear that they're build, building up for Sasha and Bailey. And plus, I I love Asuka. I mean, finally, I mean, Asuka, you know, it's like she received like this, her SmackDown title reign was kind of quiet because it wasn't really, they didn't really make her like a, a really big focal point, you know, and then losing to Charlotte at Mania. And so I think finally Oscar's got her stride. Finally, she's got her stride. And I, I'm I'm fine with it. I'm cool with it. She's a baby face again. She's super over. Um, you know, great match against Charlotte. And I think finally, as you know, as a baby face, she's got her stride again. So I think you need to just strike while the iron's hot, keep that momentum rolling. If it's if it ain't broke, don't fix it essentially. Keep that momentum rolling with Asuka. She's one of the most over people in you know, the WWE right now. She's still got that energy. You know, just keep it keep it going. Keep it going. Keep that belt on Asuka for a while uh, because it's actually making me interested in the women's division uh, more than I have in a long time. Alonzo's asking no guest interview. So here's the deal. Uh, looks like you missed this, Alonzo. So I actually got a opportunity uh, to, um, actually got an opportunity. Um, hold on real quick. Trying to copy this here. Um, all right. So I actually got an opportunity. Um, hold on real quick. Um, I'm texting, doing some business here, some business live, ladies and gentlemen. Um, uh, okay. Some live business. I got some big names right here. Actually, I have a real big name. Uh, so no, no guest interview. So, uh, my interviews now, um, I got a, I got a, uh, a, a lucrative deal. I got a deal, um, to, I got offered by sports Kita to actually, um, um, exclude have my interviews exclusive on their page at 11 o'clock every Tuesday. So pancakes, the power slam show is so popular. That uh, is actually being exclusive on Sports Kita every 
uh, every Tuesday starting today. Uh, Vince Russo, we were chatting. I was chatting with Vince Russo today, uh, 11 o'clock on the Sports Kid uh, IG Live. Uh, and he was via chat. He was using his desktop, so he didn't know too much about IG. I didn't know. I, I really didn't know, didn't know too much about IG Live either. Um, so he was on the chat. So we're trying to get some uh, kinks for him to actually be on video. So uh, for from now on, uh, for the foreseeable future, from now on, um, all of my interviews, you know, I'll start the Pancakes and Power Slam show uh, with an interview. Those interviews will now be exclusive through Sportskeeda. Um, they offer me a, a pretty, pretty lucrative uh, deal uh to take my my interviews over to them so pancakes and power slam show is, is good stuff um um uh, all right so i'm i'm, I'm making some deals man I'm making some deals. It's uh we're live, pal, and um I'm texting a big name here. Okay. We're live, pal. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, cool. So good stuff, y'all. Good stuff. So that's uh, so yeah. Go to uh, go to to uh, Sports Kita. Go to Sports Kita's uh, Instagram page uh, on Tuesdays at eleven now, and that's where the interview section of the PMP Nation would be. I'm merging with uh, Instagram Live, so it's it's my PMP interview section um, and their in- Instagram Live specials. So it, it's a merge now. And then we'll be starting the show um, at 11.30. So from 11.30 to 1. Um, so the first 30 minutes of the PMP is merged with uh, with Sportskeeda's Instagram. And the rest of the 90 minutes, you know, we're here having fun as always. So that is some, some uh, formatting changes for you. So we had... Um, New intro music. <laughs> I like my old intro music too. I, I'll bring it back at now and then. But since it's truncated, since this this part is only uh, ninety minutes, um, the uh, another I, I have a long list of interview uh, of intro music actually, but I, I like only like a few of them uh, as far as frequent. Uh, so we truncate we truncated the intro, uh, but we popped the uh the the the, the uh, pancakes and power slams vi- uh intro now as you saw it was really cool uh upgrades major upgrades on the on the on the pmp intro and you could have saw that if you was a patron it was a sneak peek there's some patrons that saw that uh sneak peek so we'll ha- I'll start be I'll start doing a bunch of more sneak peeks oh for for uh the patron members so um okay yes alonzo jeff hardy good job alonzo or should i say uh if i was mike adamly jeff harvey next the 2000 
17 Extreme Rules main event with Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt versus Blank to determine the number one contender for the Universal Championship. That's the next trivia question on deck. So for those who are new to the Pancakes and Power Sam show, not only do we have uh, the, the funnest, most awesomest chat in the whole nation, the PNP Nation, and for those who are patrons, the Wrench Mob, we also have weekly trivia. We talk about headlines. We talk a little bit of raw about Raw and SmackDown, just a little bit, just we do some grades. And at the end of the show, we do what's called a fight of the week, which is a random wrestling discussion topic. Uh, my boy Evan Tech Prout, the co-host uh, of the show, uh, he's not feeling well right now. If he's feeling well, we'll do Russell War. Actually, we won't have time to do Russell War today because of time. I wanted to do an hour for those in the network. So if you don't have the network, get the network. I wanted to start doing an hour of watch parties. All right, so from 12 to 1, I want to start doing an hour-long watch parties and having fun. We're all watching the same thing at the same time, and we're going to have some watch parties and have a lot of fun with it. So that's that's what I will start. That's what I want to start doing with the Flavor of the Week. So for the first half hour, we talk about the headlines, and then the, the hour after that, we start doing some watch parties. All right, so... Um, it should be pretty fun. We'll start. We'll do headlines and ask Chris questions. The first, the first part, and then having fun with watch party. So grab the network. Um, uh, no, uh, no, but uh, I will be able to. Um, uh, it's it's on IG. It's it's on the Sports Kid IG page. So. Uh, this will be, I just won't have time to do the uh, interviews at 1130. So because my, my show is already going to be cut short and uh, it's already uh, truncated. So you demand, Brian, you demand. See right here? Right here. <laughs> See this right here? This is a comment of, of someone who knows. Uh, knows how it goes right here. Who knows how it goes, ladies and gentlemen. My man Brian says, can't blame a man for cashing in on his popularity. Brian gets a hand clap. <laughs> Brian gets a hand clap. Uh, Aaron, yes. Samoa Joe, good job. Samoa Joe. Elvis says Samoa Joe. Mo says Samoa Joe. Monty says Samoa Joe. Good job. All right, we're going to do one more uh, for now, and then we'll get to the headlines. The recent first-time WWE champion, this recent first-time WWE champion, defeated Sheamus to win the United States Championship at Extreme Rules 2011. Now, I wanted to add the first-time WWE champion to make it a little easier for you because it might be a little hard to remember nine years ago who uh, won the United States championship. But I want to make it a little easier for you to say this recent first-time WWE champion. So who may that be? Who may that be? Mo agrees with Brian. Yep, exactly. 
Cash can create controversy, or as uh, yeah, as Eric Bischoff would say, controversy creates cash. Absolutely, can't blame him. Can't blame a man for cashing out on his popularity. That's right, man, cashing in on his popularity. I agree, Brian. <clears throat> um, yes, yes, Mo, good job, Kofi, Kofi Kingston is. The correct answer. All right, so let's get in this headline. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. Headlines, here we go. All right, so was the Undertaker. Is he retiring from pro wrestling, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, looks like it. According to his documentary, looks like uh, he's done. And here's the thing, man. I think um, I think that you, you just really can't ask for better as far as just a way to go out. I mean, you know, for, for a long time, and even to this day, in a sense, you know, I think 28 would have been a good way to go out because I still didn't don't ever want to I didn't want him to lose his streak. Um I was actually rooting for Roman Reigns at 33 um to 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 beat Taker so I was actually happy that Roman Reigns beat Taker. But uh that was only a consolation prize for the fact that I still didn't want Taker to lose his streak. I was like, "You know what? Since Taker lost once, Roman Reigns is someone good to lose to. So, I mean, you've already tarnished your 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 streak. So, just lose, um, you know, put Roman Reigns over. So, but I still, you know, 28 still for me. You know, I think 28 was the way to go. The only thing about 28 is that I couldn't stand his hair. I'm glad he grew his hair back all the way, long length. So, that was a good thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, his documentary, we wouldn't have seen his documentary. Uh, we wouldn't have seen this side of the undertaker. So that's, that's the good part of it though. You know what I mean? That's, that's the good part of what we, what we were able to experience over the past six years since the time that I thought he should have retired. Um, over the past six years, there's, I mean, over the past eight years, actually over the past eight years, I think over the past few, we've seen more uh, not so good taker moments than we have seen good taker moments, but the good ones are good. Like Extreme Rules, that was a good feeling. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think Extreme Rules, the Cena spot was okay. You know, it was meh. Cena spot was okay. Uh, but that was it was uh, it wasn't needed. It wasn't needed. the Cena spot wasn't needed. Uh, Punk was okay, but it it wasn't okay enough for him to come back. You know, after twenty eight, Bray was in. You know, gave Bray a good opportunity. You know, it was a big moment for him. But I mean, just going through the through the line uh, there, eh, Shane definitely was irrelevant. 32 was was absolutely irrelevant. Um 30 I mean 33 was Roman, 34 was Cena, 
35 was nobody and 36 was AJ. So, I mean, other than 36 and maybe giving Roman the rub at 33, there was only really two big moments after he left. I mean, after he, after 28, there was just only really two big WrestleManias was Roman and AJ. But I, you know, like I said, I, I think the documentary did a really, really good job with, with making me hooked on saying, man, you know, this, this was actually a good thing that he came and the times that he, you know, he was open about just the matches that he just totally bombed the Goldberg match, the tag match with him, uh, BLD against, uh, uh, DX. That was, that was a bust. Um, Master Triple H was okay, but I mean, yeah, it, it was unnecessary. I mean, I eh, I didn't really care about it, honestly. I mean, it was a solid match, but yeah, it was okay. Um, so I mean, it, the the documentary did a really really good job with kind of leading us to what is this, and it was a good documentary. And then toward the end of it, he's like, okay, this is it. You know, extreme rules back last July. He was like, "Yeah, I'm good. You know, I'm I'm good. I feel okay now. I feel like I can say goodbye." Um, and then AJ, you know, calling him up, and it was it was really good, man. And then you know, the boneyard match. Taker said he was expecting a regular match, but the boneyard match, you know, <laughs> it, it just happened. It was it was such a blessing in the skies because that was such a good way to end. It was such a good swan song. The end, he drives out with the bike. It was a really, really good way. Cause a lot of people say, and I really don't like this. A lot of people say people should uh, retire, you know, with the loss, you know, they, they should end their career with the loss as a way of paying it forward. I don't necessarily agree with that. Honestly, um, I don't, I don't agree with that. I, I, I agree that your legacy can be cemented by a win, actually. Um, maybe the second to last loss or something like that. But I don't necessarily agree with every single person who ends their career has to lose. Um, that's kind of like an unwritten rule that, eh, that's the, I don't think that's necessary. I think Taker's, you know, talking about making people famous. Taker's been wrestling in WWE for 30 years. He's made a lot of people famous. He had a mania match against Mark Henry, which was huge. He had a mania made him famous, you know, more famous by having a big match at WrestleMania with him. His rumble match against Rey Mysterio. Uh, his, uh, I mean, dude lost to Vladimir Kozlov. Dude lost to Great Khali with his foot. You know what I mean? So he's, he's, he has a really good win rate. I think it was like 70 or 75% or something like that, which, which is good because it protects his character and it makes the people who beat him over. And so if he keeps losing, you're not really getting over. I've said that many times. If you lose all the time and someone beats you, they're not, you're not putting them over. You're just losing to somebody else. You know what I mean? So Taker, his name and his mystique and his character was so protected that the times that people beat him, it was a big deal and him losing, you know, him losing 
I don't think he should have lost his last match because his character was so protected and he's put people over so much much and AJ Styles did not have to win that match to get over. I mean, that match was absolutely amazing. And AJ Styles did a really good job um, protecting the weaknesses of The Undertaker as the document was, as the document showed too, as the document explained too, Styles was the guy, was the, was the guy to do it. He did a really good job protecting The Undertaker uh, really enhancing his strengths at 55 years old and covering his weaknesses, you know, his pacing. And, you know, he's, you know, he's 55, you know, he's been doing this, you know, for 40 years, almost 35 years. So, you know, I think it would think it was a really, really, really good uh, way to end. So um, can you believe that he's actually retired from wrestling? It's still a shock to me. One thing for sure, he should have got a bigger send-off than Flair did. Even though he's retired now, he'll always be my favorite wrestler. Thank you, Taker. See, here's the thing. I think uh, I think Taker will be a really good coach in NXT. They showed it in the documentary of him coaching the big guys in NXT. You know, Keith Lee was there. Um, uh, I saw uh, Punishment Martinez, uh, Damian Priest. Um, there's a few, you know, bigger guys that was there. Um, who else was there? There was a, a few. There was there was a lot in that room. Uh, what's the what's the dude's uh, Bronson uh, Reed? Bronson Reed. Uh, he was he was in there. I saw a few, you know, people that were in there. You know, big guys. And I think it's cool. You know, um, yeah. See, yeah, I agree, Ryan. It's the weather he is. No fanfare, no retirement tour, just right off into the sunset. Yeah, that's a great send-off. Um, no, I don't agree, Alonzo. I don't think I don't think Brock should have. First of all, I still, to this day, six years later, I think that was still a very bad call to have Brock in the streak. No, unnecessary. He didn't, he didn't need to do that. Still to this day, six years later, still bad call. Bad call. Um, almost says thank you, Taker. Um, no, see, I, again, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think going on his back. I don't see. There's certain there's certain people who that may make sense to. Okay, um, that may make sense to, but your character needs to be protected. Shawn Michaels left on his back against the Undertaker, <laughs> and he's and he's done. And he actually, technically, Shawn Michaels retired with a win because he came back and he and he won. Uh, but as far as like official retirement, that was just a one-off. But his official retirement, he retired on his back against Taker. Trish Stratus actually retired winning. Uh, she lost to Charlotte Flair recently, but again, that was a one-off. You know, she had a, you know, Royal uh, Rumble and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the tag match, you know, she won that, you know, I mean, at the evolution. So, um, yeah, it, it was it, Trish losing to Charlotte. Uh, again, I don't think that was necessary. I didn't think Charlotte needed a rub. Uh, <laughs> Charlotte doesn't need a rub. Um, but it was a marquee match, so I get it. But Tris left 
winning. So I don't think, I mean, I, I don't think it's necessary. Uh, Austin left against the rock. You know what I mean? So these names are, these names are retiring against like equally as big names. You know what I mean? Austin retired losing to the rock. Michaels retired losing to taker. So if taker is going to lose, like he better get like, he better have like a legend, you know, and AJ is a Hall of Famer, one of the best in the world, hands down. But at the same time, Taker retiring on his back is it seems so diametrically opposed to me. Uh, I think I think there's just some people you just you have to contain and protect their character. And I think Taker's one of those people. Um <clears throat> oh for sure. Uh this his matches with uh, HBK. Actually, I think 17 was better than the cell match with Triple H. I think the cell match was really good in 28. I think the storytelling was really good. That was actually one of the um other than Michaels, 28 was actually, and they share this in the documentary too. 28 was actually one of the times that seemingly that streak was going to end. Um, and that was good. That's how you do it. That's because the streak got to the point where the streak was like the marquee of WrestleMania. Like the streak was bigger than the title many years. Actually, the streak was more important than the title was. And that's how it should have been. I mean, that's WrestleMania is the granddaddy of them all. And if you want to make the streak a selling point every year, you have someone who can beat the streak and have Undertaker win and have someone else come next year. That's a good selling point again for Mania. Someone who can beat the streak, who can potentially beat the streak, Taker wins the next year. I think it got to the point of not necessarily seeing who can beat the streak. It became more of like, I want to see Taker continue this streak. I actually want this streak to continue and not end. For, to a lot of people, even people I've talked to, a lot of people actually felt that way. Like, it's not necessarily who can beat the streak. It's more like, okay, it's another year. I actually want this con to continue. I want Taker's streak to continue. And that's how it should have been, in my opinion. All right, cool. Let's uh let's talk about the next thing, which is Charlotte Flair's out for the rest of the year to the un uh, to undergo injury. So that was a a, a, a deal. Pro Wrestling Sheet uh, broke this news that uh, um, I think uh, yeah. So so they broke the news that Charlotte's going to be out for until Royal Rumble. Um, so Melter. Uh, so the sheet pro wrestling sheet confirmed it. Meltzer, uh, first reported news of the surgery, and then PW Insider followed it with the report saying that it's an elective procedure, which um, they've confirmed with sources. So, um, yeah, so it looks like the Royal Rumble, uh, according to Alex McCarthy of Talk Sport, is when. Um, Charlotte will be back. So, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it, this gives an opportunity for others to, um, to see, I mean, Charlotte is, is un undoubtedly a 
a huge part of of all of wrestling, particularly the women's division. But I, I think it creates a good challenge. I, I create it creates a good challenge of who can actually, you know, be there and 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 keep it driving. I think it gives an opportunity to put other people over. Uh, because I, that was my that was one of my gripes with Charlotte. I think she's so over. I mean, I think that she needs to have those moments where she makes other others look good, like look good, look good. She did that with Oscar, so I give her kudos for that for sure. Um, we need a, a couple more of that. Now you don't want to continue to have Charlotte lose, but a couple moments like you know Rhea Ripley. I, I keep saying that I think Rhea should have won. If it was a visa issue, if Rhea had to leave, which is the reason why she lost, which, you know, have been reported, I think it should have been uh, Rhea should have uh, beaten Charlotte and then Charlotte just beat the brakes off of Rhea and caused it to be vacated. And so Charlotte wins the vacated championship. Rhea comes back and eventually beats uh, Charlotte at uh, the takeover before uh, SummerSlam. So, and I even said, I even said on a previous show that it should have been Charlotte versus EO um, and as a feud. And then Charlotte beats EO, retains her title, and then Rhea Ripley comes back at the end uh, of a takeover. I think that would have been pretty cool. That would have kept... Rhea's name and mystique pretty and, and you know and momentum pretty high but like Rhea's just kind of slid right back into NXT without having this big you know mystique about her without having this big aura about her she just kind of slid right back into it which WWE has done a, a terrible job with with uh, uh, keeping that aura with Rhea Ripley that's for sure uh, unfortunately, because I really like I really like Rhea. Um, X Chris, uh, who was Taker's biggest rival to me? It was Mick Foley. His match with Foley Hell in a Cell was his trademark match. Um, uh, that's a really good question, Shane. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go. See, you've got a few. You've got, got, see, biggest rival. Hmm. You can always say Michaels because they have the two matches and the Hell in a Cell match. I mean, those are three big matches of Taker's career. And then there's always Kane, right? Because. They had a really big feud, and then they, you know, did Brothers of Destruction. And they feuded again, and Brothers of Destruction. So you have Kane. You definitely have Foley. You also have Triple H because they went against each other three times at Mania and at uh, Saudi. So that was huge. Hmm. And then him and Austin around. Uh, was around 97, 98 time. Him and Austin was pretty big too. If I had to choose one, I, I think Foley's a safe bet. I think Foley's a safe bet. I mean, of course, there's always Kane, but, you know, I think 
think safe bets Foley. Um, well, I think what I think WWE should go with Ruby Ryan, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan's quit wrestling. Yeah, great segue. Sarah Logan's leaving pro wrestling. Uh, she's done. She's done. Uh, I remember when Evan and I had a kind of like a uh, breaking news uh, type of uh, show. And we literally showed every picture of the person who's uh, of people who are released. And then we talked about where they would go. I think I said something about it'll be tough for Sarah Logan to reestablish herself because her, her brand isn't popular enough to just go to a, um, to a show. I think I, I think I did something in on along the lines of maybe female version of the dark order. I think I said something about that, perhaps uh, a female involved in dark order, which I think would be cool. Actually. Um, I think that's what I pitched, but I mean, that's still far fetched. So unfortunately I think that Sarah Logan really has to start over and you don't have indie wrestling right now because of COVID. So, I mean, there's, you don't have ROH right now because of COVID you literally have, I mean, this is like old school again, you know, it's, it's WWE and impact and AEW. I mean, that's, that's really all you got. And then Sarah Logan, her character wasn't strong enough to build momentum to go to another promotion. And she needed a lot of work in the ring too. So I don't know if, uh, you know, AEW or impact was willing to, um, was willing to say, okay, well, not only am I going to hire her, I'm going to completely change her character and I'm going to help her work on her in-ring work. So it became very difficult uh, for that. So um, it was tough. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was definitely tough. All right, last we have uh, another trivia question. Triple H lost to blank in the steel cage main event at Extreme Rules 2013. Yep. Um, what we got? Triple H lost to blank in the steel cage main event at Extreme Rules 2013. There you go. Robbie, th- <laughs> Robbie says Taker's uh, biggest rival is my uncle Zona. That will literally be, be his biggest rival, yes. <laughs> uh, Aaron, think, Aaron thinks... Uh, Yes. Good job. Good job, uh, Alonzo. Brock Lesnar. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right. Um, 
All right, a couple of first questions, and then you guys choose. Uh, great Raw and SmackDown as I uh, address these. Yeah, yeah, Sarah Logan, she's done. She uh, she tweeted, she's done. She actually made a tweet and said, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let me pull up the tweet. Let's see. Bring it up, Logan's. Uh... Um, let me see. Hold on a second. Pull up her. Okay. Actually, her Instagram. I'm about to say it was her Instagram page. Okay, here we go. A lot of change in my life recently. I've stepped away from wrestling for the foreseeable future. Wrestling is all I've known. Actually, let me pull this up. Hey, let me pull this up here. Uh, let's do it this way. Uh, you guys really can see that. Let me enlarge it and. There we go. A lot has uh, changed in my life. Um, actually, let me bring this down too. There we go. Hold on, real quick. Let me bring this down. Uh, let me take this off real quick. All right. Uh, a lot has changed in my mind uh, in my life recently, as I, and I have stepped away from wrestling for the foreseeable future. Wrestling is all I've known since I was 17. So it's time I let myself focus on other things and explore other parts of my life. My Instagram is going to be different, but I promise it always reflect me. So if you want to take this crazy ride, then buckle up. Because things have been moving faster and I can keep up. My um, efforts have been on Wild and Free TV. And that's the best way to keep up. We're releasing some awesome content. I don't say this enough, but I appreciate you guys. And hope to wife. So that is her new, uh, that is her new endeavor, her new business venture. And all the best for her, man. That's, that's great. I love it. I, I think it's fantastic. All the best for her. Um, let's see. Great. Raw B didn't watch SmackDown. Um, Raw B, SmackDown B, they were both good. I agree. I'll give them both solid Bs. Uh, Jason says, welcome Jason to the show. New in the PMP nation. Um, 
Welcome, Jason. Got a lot of newbies today. I love it. Good stuff, guys. Lots of newbies to the Pancakes and Power Slam show. I hope you guys like the Pancakes Power Slam show. We have a lot of fun every single week. Raw was good, but they could have done more with Rey Mysterio's son. Yeah, I think they could have done more with Dominic. I agree. I agree. I agree. Um, Lonzo's asking, which Royal Rumble match itself is your all-time favorite? Have I not ever shared that on the show? I thought I have. Um, what is my all-time favorite Royal Rumble? I had to share that on the show before. Uh, I think the best Rumble is probably the Flair one. I think as far as as far as um, best, um. My personal favorite, my personal favorite, I'm thinking of winners. I'm thinking of winners of the Royal Rumbles and which one I enjoyed uh, because I wanted the person to win. So I'm going to go with that. My favorite personal rumble. Um... As crazy as it sounds, I actually enjoyed all fours. Um, two thousand eighteen was pretty good too with Shinsuke and Asuka. I think that was I think both of those matches was, were really good. I actually wanted both both of them to win. Uh, yeah, so that, those those are a part. Uh, among my personal favorites, um, the the one to take her one was actually uh, among one of my favorites too. Um, that was uh, 07. I enjoyed 07. Yeah, those are a few of my favorites. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. Um, all right. So this is so this is such a big can of worms that we just don't have time to to, to do talk about. Um, so we have we have like ten more ten uh, ten more minutes, y'all. So uh, throw a flavor of the week topic for us to talk about for the next ten minutes, and we will do that. As y'all doing that, here's here's my very short. Um, skeletal thoughts of that. Um, let's start off with this. Major, major, major kudos to everyone who's being uh, who's speaking out. It's not just females too. Keith Lee actually uh, said something too. So both male and female are are doing that. And I and I think it's it takes a lot of boldness. It takes a lot of um. It takes a lot of uh humility even to a sense uh courage definitely courage um to speak out uh to, to speak out about abuse and uh i think it's you know i, I i'm in the forensics i'm in forensics so i'm all about you know the court process uh so you know you're in, innocent until proven guilty um so definitely not to 
take away from any of the uh, speaking out um, speaking out stories. And I think, um, again, major kudos to the ones uh, speaking out that are actually legit. Because uh, I do know, uh, I have heard, I do know uh, that there was um, some stories that were um, further hurting someone because they were stalking the wrestler actually. So I think, I think we need to take everyone uh, case by case. I think widely, I think it's, it's a great way to really um, relieve someone from that, that burden of really holding that in for so long. I'm a, I'm a mental health therapist. So this is good for the, the, I, I'm haranguing this because as a mental health therapist, uh, and soon to be doctor in psychology. Um, you know, I, I make a living having clients talking through these things. So I think it's good for somebody to do that. I think it's, uh, I definitely think that there's a lot more therapy with that person, um, than simply a, tw- a tweet. I think it's a good start. Uh, if that person, if that particular case, if a particular case is an actual uh, story that can be uh, verified and it is an abuse case and this legit, first of all, kudos for you making the courage and the boldness to um, to do something like that. Now, a lot of people would even do something like that. I know people, you know, of course, because of HIPAA, I can't, you know, tell say say names, but. There's, you know, people who have held in um, being abused for years. I mean, years. And it's really jacked them up. It's called it's caused a lot of trauma in their life. It's caused a lot of distrust and inability to trust people. Um, it real those are usually the triggers that come with uh, abuse and molestation and, and any type of, you know, uh, sexual violation, um, lots of trust issues, uh, uh, the ability, the inability to just have someone come in your space to really help you out and just kind of navigate things through, uh, with you. You, you kind of, you kind of always are on guard. I'm telling you as a soon to be doctor in psychology in a few weeks, uh, a few things that are, that trigger those things. Uh, so, uh, definitely, Major kudos for those who uh, have legitimate stories, who have uh, spoken out. And my my, my um, advice is to get therapy, um, get therapy for those things. A simple tweet. I'm just telling you from experience, a simple tweet's not gonna not gonna change your life. I mean, it's gonna relieve. It's gonna. It's gonna. Uh, relieve a big burden that you most likely had for years holding that in, uh, which is great. Um, but I, I would definitely recommend it's an uprooting. It's a, it's definitely an uprooting when it comes to that stuff. So you need to continue to talk those things out continue to get into the meticulous details, because a lot of times what happened with that type of trauma, you make that type of tweet. And then what happens is, you can continue to have those recurring thoughts about that trauma. And when it's in the forefront like that, it's easier for those triggers to come. So you actually need to have therapy 
to uh, really get to a point where you're kind of uh, uprooting um, that that bad root uh, that's been in you for so long. And, and the thing is, the more you, it's it's kind of, I'll give you a quick crash course when it comes to mental health. And so you have um, uh, a traumatic thought or a negative thought in your head. So the more it's, un, uh, the more it says, so say the thought's been planted in your head, right? So the seed is there. And the more you don't try to uproot that thing and through therapy and things like that, the more you hold it in, it's kind of like a tree. Like the tree is as big as it is, you know, uh, underneath that it is on top, you know. So that root continues to go further and further down and further down and further down and further down, and further, down and further down. All the times, all the years, and uh, the time that you don't, you hold it in, hold it in, think you can do it yourself. That just continues to like create that root, um, and it becomes really hard to to uproot that whole thing. It's a long process to uproot that thing typically um, in order to um, just really be healed from that experience. So kudos to uh, the ones who are speaking out. All right. Uh, flavor of the week. Flavor of the week. Uh, ah, this is funny. <laughs> All right, so let's do. Uh, yeah, let me let me address this real quick. Uh, Brad Maddox or Mike Adamly, Adamly, for sure. Maddox had a lot of potential. I've had, I've had Brad Maddox on the show actually. Um, uh, yeah, he's he had a lot of potential actually. But Mike Adamly, man, as much as I love the Gladiator, I love old school Gladiators. I every single Saturday night. I used to watch the American Gladiators. I loved the Gladiators, and I was a big fan. Still am. Adam, Adam, Mike Adam is the man, okay? he Pro wrestling just wasn't his deal, okay? And I was such a Mike Adam advocate. I was – they they switched – they had him GM, and they had him ECW play-by-play, uh, -play, and then GM. They were just kind of bouncing around. And I was like, oh, man, I'm such an Adamly guy. But uh, this isn't working out for you, buddy. So definitely Mac Adamly. Uh, okay, so let's do this. We can do this. Uh, most memorable Undertaker matches of all time. Actually, patrons, uh, we'll talk about this later, Kyle. I give, I give patrons first dib. Um, I give patrons first dib. So any of the patrons, you get first dib of what flavor of the week is. Uh, all right, so let's do this. Adam's a page. Uh, Adam, Mike Adamly, Antoine's a patron. Uh, fa favorite extreme rules pay per view and matches. Okay, let's do that real quick. So, uh, for patron member on request of patron member Mo, uh, let's do the flavor of the week. Here we go. Not that one. This one. It is, it is now, now time, time for, for the, the flavor of the week. And on behalf of that, uh, I got to play this, man. I think this is going to be a weekly running joke. Oh, 
Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, all right. So favorite uh uh favorites. Um yeah, Alma agrees. I kept in what happened to me 43 years until I talk about it. I still have flashbacks, P, uh, PTSD, getting help to deal with it. Glad you're getting help, uh, Alma. Glad you're getting help. Um, major kudos to you. All right, so what is your favorite Extreme Rules pay-per-view and match? PMP Nation, what you got? We got a few minutes left. Uh, favorite match and pay-per-view. Favorite match and pay-per-view. What you got? What you got? I got to show the knee drops. <laughs> yeah, remind me, remind me about that, Aaron. Um, yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> That's funny. Got to show those knee drops. And that... Jumping, uh, yeah, uh, clearly Jay Lethal had so much adrenaline. He did a jumping elbow drop into the uh, onto the the ramp. I mean, the the steel uh, entry ramp area, um, beginning of the entry ramp. All right, so Antoine doesn't know. I gotta remember. Are you the one that chose it? All right. <laughs> So favorite, favorite, uh, I'll give you the main events of all the, oh, no, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to do that because some of it might be, uh, some of it might be uh, trivia uh, before before Extreme Rules come up. So uh, obviously the PMP Nation uh, don't care too much about uh, uh, Extreme Rules. So stream will start in 2009. Um, as far as match, mm, uh, as far as I remember, the Cena Batista last man standing was pretty good. Um, Okay, so McIntyre and Ziggler's uh, being marketed as a steel cage match. So there's your step. According to Wikipedia, you can't always trust Wikipedia. Uh, but looks like steel cage match. Um, don't think Jay will work in WWE. Uh, NXT, yes. Next to you. Uh, Jay Lewis is actually my favorite wrestler right now. Uh, Steven think that was a good one. Welcome Steven to the show. Steven is uh, a newbie. Welcome Steven to the PMP Nation. Uh, Ryback Punk. Oh, was it? Ryback Punk? No, I don't think so 
That was the one with Brad Maddox. So when, that was a cage match, right? Um, let me see. That was Hell in a Cell, 2012. That was Hell in a Cell. Uh, total newbie, uh, Stephen says. Well, welcome to the show. Um, Evolution Shield. Uh, Lesnar versus Cena, 2012 was kind of good. Yeah, it was decent. It was decent. Edge versus Hardy, 2009. Definitely. And then uh, CM Punk cast in. Yep. Punk versus Orton 2011. Last Man Standing. That was pretty good. Cool. All right, PNP Nation. I think that is uh, good enough for now. Uh, great. Uh, Flavor of the Week topic. So here's, here's what we're going to do. Um, again, two things. One, I'm going to start... Um, have the patrons have dibs on what we're going to watch or the flavor of the week topic. All right. So, so patrons will have uh, first dibs on that uh, for one. And for two, uh, again, formatting change, uh, just to let you know from, a uh, you know, PMP starts at 11 o'clock. Um, but we're going to start. I'm, uh, I got an uh, opportunity. I got a deal. Uh, I cast in on my popularity as Brian would say. Uh, and, um, the interviews that I have every week will now be a part of the Sports Kita Instagram Live at 11 o'clock. So my first uh, 30 minutes of PMP has now been merged to Sports Kita. So every Tuesday at 11 o'clock, I will be going live on Instagram uh, on the Sports Kita Instagram Live page. That will be my interview section. And then uh, back at it here, 1130 uh, every Tuesday. Uh, as you see, lots of fun every single week on the Pancakes and Power Slam show. Uh, and we're going to have fun, fun, fun as we do each and every week. Uh, big shout out to the newbies uh, this week. Lots of new faces when it comes to the PNP Nation. So be sure to follow me at Chris Prolific right there. Follow me at Chris Prolific. Go to WWE www.patreon.com slash pancakes and power slams $5.99 a month y'all just support the show uh, show me some love um, and yeah good stuff y'all lots of fun as always 430 episodes in a book until next week enjoy your week of wrestling God bless and always remember I'll do it for you have a good night everybody bye bye <laughs>